Welcome to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where modern portfolio theory can suck it. A student of the school of Graham and Doddsville and a clergy member of the Church of Warren Buffett, here's your host, Eric Schlein. Hi, this is Eric Schlein. You're listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast. Today we have on Brian Langus. Brian, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Glad to be back. So now for those watching on video, what what is in the back? What's behind you? This is a, a bullhorn. Uh-huh. It's from Texas. I uh, did not hunt it or eat it, but I, I would have if it was the case. But no, it's from Texas. Uh, it was a gift a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, I put it in the background. It gives me horns. Kind of, yeah. It uh, gives me some thing. Uh, gives me a presence. But so, I'm not near Texas. I'm in Quebec. So yeah, I'm I'm say, Quebec. a little, little far. And you didn't, you didn't, you didn't hunt that yourself either. No, it's from no. a ranch. From a ranch. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool looking. What's what are uh, what's hanging from those horns? Uh, well, it looks good, but it's mostly there's a mix. There's some. <laughs> Uh, it's embarrassing. And, and participation medals, which I don't believe in, but they look good. It's what medal? Part, participation medals. What is that? I was just showing up in the event. But no, I, ha- I have some... Okay. Uh, uh, oh, participation is, medals. Yeah. This Got is, it. Your, uh, your accent. Yeah. No, but no, there's some stuff in here. I have... A, this is from a strongman. I used to do strongman competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. And um, yeah, no, there's some here. I, I won this one. Uh, this is a Spartan race, so this doesn't mean anything. And uh, here at third place, yeah, now a couple, mostly strongman, a couple of hockey, and a couple just for showing up somewhere and they give you that, like the uh, the Berkshire 5K race. Okay. <laughs> I've done that one year. Uh, so you, you know how they have gotta... a 5K race the next uh-huh. day? Yeah. Sunday morning, so I've done that once. Never done that one. It's it's fine. It's uh. Yeah, that's a good way to get you moving on Sunday morning. And Sunday you get morning. and you get a medal, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I didn't win the five k Berkshire race. Yeah. So okay. I showed up and they gave you that, so uh, you know, you can consider it a Berkshire dividend. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while since you've uh, you've been on. It's been a while. Uh, What's new? What's new in your world? Well, I fell into the. Uh, the TikTok black hole. Oh dear God! <laughs> so I, I, I you, know, you know, when you talk about TikTok, it seems to be two camp, like the never TikToker and the the, the TikTok. Thing. I mean, I I downloaded it uh, twice actually because <laughs> I just figured yeah. like at least I want to understand what it is. I didn't get it. I like I just don't understand what what. It's like you're making music video. Can you explain TikTok to me? Because I feel like I feel like an old man that I can't understand this shit okay i didn't get it i i'm with you on that one I, I i just turned 36 it's not old but in digital age you're you're like 90 it's like you multiply by 10 if you're like a dog right so i guess i'm seven. like 75 or something yeah uh so i came i'm how's that i downloaded it last week so what is what is okay what is it it's, it's short-term videos 15 seconds it's music it's dancing it's all silly uh i downloaded the app I it's it's not for me, but I don't unget it. I I I get the appeal. I, I I get it. It's it's 
it's fun. It's it's little videos. They're dumb. They're silly. This it's just dancing, singing, whatever. There's other stuff on there too, pranks and whatever. Okay. But here here's the thing. It it's it doesn't speak to me, but it's important for me to understand these things. And how did I came around this? It's it's all right. It's in the news every day. TikTok's yeah. in the news. What what you know? I, I read a lot of news and it's always there. And it, mostly because of uh, Trump and the government is after it. They want to ban it. Uh, so what happened last week is that the Council on Foreign Investment uh, announced that they're or recommending uh, that uh, TikTok or ByteDance divest ByteDance, the parent of TikTok, uh, divest of their TikTok U.S. operation, and uh, they're giving it 90 days to ban it. I, I don't know how the whole thing would work. So now the story is that uh, you got a couple of people. Talking to ByteDance to buy them. You got Microsoft, Oracle, you got Twitter. Uh, anyway, and then red, 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 red. And I get finally, I'm like, okay, just I don't know what that is. So I just download it. And this thing is a bottomless pit hole. There's no end. The interface is way better than Instagram. And you could argue Instagram is probably the most successful, best social media app, you know. Yeah. Uh, Brian, right now, Brian, it yeah. sounds like there's like some scratching or something, like something is moving against something else, and it's making a little like sound. Is it better now? You know what it is? It's the microphone scratching against your collar. This is just my uh, headphones. The microphone is in the computer. Um, okay. Every time that wire scratches against your collar, I can hear it. Oh, you it. hear that? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was coming oh, from. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Sorry. Uh, I'll try not to move. Is it okay? Yeah. Now it's fine. Yeah. Or I can remove it, see how it goes. But I just don't want uh, the echo. No, I get it. It's, it's fine uh, now. It's just when it okay. scratches against your, your collar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TikTok. Look, the platform is good. It's a really good platform. You just swipe, 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 swipe. You look up, and you lost an hour. That that's what happens. It's that's what happens. Okay. Um, so it's very addicting. It's very sticky, and you know, I I'm like, okay, I told uh, uh, my wife Steph, I'm like, hey, I. I I just downloaded it. You know, she will arrive. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just want to see what it is. And I also have two young girls. They're not like phone age. They're very young. But I, I need to know what's coming. I need to know, you know, because in TikTok is mostly Gen X, young millennials, very young people. That's their yeah. app. It It's the equivalent of my, maybe when I was on Facebook in 2006, right? Nobody got it. Maybe that's what it is now. That's their thing. They're not. You know they're not on Facebook, so where where are they? They're on TikTok, and they're spending 80 minutes a day. The average user, 16 to 24, okay, <laughs> 16 to 24 spends 80 minutes a day on TikTok. That that's hmm. that that's what they're doing every day. 80 minutes just swiping. It's a lot of 15 right. second videos. I know, I know. So I, I I I had to understand that. Yeah, and. You know, the algorithm is very powerful. Look, it's a great app. Um, it is. Now, I can't see where this is going. Uh, assuming somebody, Microsoft or Person X, Company X, buys it. it. I'm reminded of a young YouTube or Twitter 
uh, where when YouTube came out, it was just like skateboarders and cat videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Google bought it for like a billion or something. And and if you look at YouTube now, like the, the platform has mature. I I don't like using the word mature. I don't have a better word, but you know what I mean. It, I know it what just, you mean. It has grown. It's matured. It you could say the platform is matured. I think that's appropriate yeah. to say. Well, maybe mature for me it's for like kids, you know, people. But we're using it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So now now I mean YouTube is is the platform has evolved. It's become it more sophisticated. Yeah. Right. TV shows, news, funny video, whatever, whatever. It's it's uh. Uh, video gaming, everybody's on that stuff. Yeah. So, so I I can see once you, you you got the users, you got the platform, because uh, I know we're, it's two billion download and one billion active users. So it's up there, and it's the fastest. Tick, platform. TikTok has a billion. They have a billion users, two billion download and one billion active users. So that's like a pretty big chunk of the world population using TikTok. Yeah. 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 So so then clearly it's not just for twelve year olds. Well, it's mostly it's mostly twelve year olds. That's the thing. It's all the, the New York Times. I I read an article yesterday. Is there is there even a billion twelve year olds on the planet? A billion? Well, that, I'd be interested to know what the demographics were for the billion people. Look up the uh, New York Times article that came out this week. It was uh, TikTok has an, some kind of age problem. It said that a third of TikTok's users, assuming a billion, 800 to a billion users, assuming that daily, uh, a third of that would be, let's say, 200 million. Yeah. Um, they said that a third's under the age of 14. But how do so you even how do you even monetize that? With um, well, that's the key. They're probably not profitable right now, but once you get that maturity, you know, all the ads and stuff goes on it. That yeah. that's when you can monetize your users, but I was okay. I'll give you a name. Uh, this is all new to me. Uh, Charlie D'Amelio. Does that mean anything to you? Mm-mm. Okay, she's the queen of TikTok. <laughs> okay, eighty million users. And here's the thing: she started August 2019. Mm-hmm. Started last year. It's been a year. Yeah. So this platform grew, blew up to a billion users, and then she's she's a teenager. With, a, with 80 million followers. And all she does is releasing this little clip of music. So how do they make money? How does she make money? Now now she's what you call an influencer, right? She she, she has sponsors and, and stuff like that. Right. So these influencers, the way it works now, let's, let's back up a little bit. These, mm-hmm. these, the, the problem with uh, the biggest challenge for publishers, for brands today is, is targeting young people yeah that that's 16 to 24 these gen z extremely hard to reach there it's frustrating there's a friction between content and the audience so there's a thing called in, in marketing nativity like native content uh for example there's a, a company that uh that uh, warner music group bought for okay. 85 million all they do is memes memes that's all they do you know talk? it's all they do they bought 85, it for 85 million dollar meme company that's that's right. kind of funny and then again i i, I follow the black hole and yeah. i found their page they have 16 million users on instagram it's memes short clips you know the whole thing yeah I'm like that i'm like that i don't know that was a business i have no clue that was a you could make money like i, I didn't get it 
and then I read on them, and, and the whole workforce looks like a college classroom. It's it's, but yeah, they got sold for eighty five million. And their thing is they, they get hired by Microsoft, Netflix, uh, Electronic Art to create content and distribute it, right? Yeah. So, for example, uh, they, that company made uh, a campaign for Chris Rock when Chris Rock had that Netflix special two, two years ago. Okay. Because uh, Chris Rock... You know, when I was in university and before he was huge, but then I, I, I don't know, I can't kind of drift off. Like I haven't heard of him for a while, and he comes up with a new special. But for the new generation, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. So they do this campaign of like memes, including Chris Rock, blah blah blah. I, I guess they just try to make them appear attractive, and 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 that his camp it was a success. There's 16 million people viewed their memes and videos or whatever they had done. So this guy came about Bob because they do this thing I call they, they call it not me uh, native uh, marketing content. Okay. Uh, the reason why it works, the, the the whole nativity of it is how do you explain that? It's uh, it it's it's like I it's like when you speak friends talk to you, it's it's not. Let's say hey Eric man, you should try out you know Starbucks coffee X. Okay. You, you know, there's no filter. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm not trying to right. pitch you. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm not trying to convince you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm speaking your language, right? My, my what? I, you know, you, it's it connects with people. It's reachable, so they get it. So this whole nativity thing is worth a lot of money. If you have mm-hmm. the content, you got the people, it makes a lot of money. Uh, so that's that's where we're going with TikTok now. I was saying, Charlie. Man, I'm so bad. I haven't wrote down her name. Demilio, Charlie, anyway, yeah, okay. five million users. Uh, let's say you got a song, right? I am an artist. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody, no, no clue, right? It's hard. Mm-hmm. So I reach out to her. I'm probably an agent now, I guess. I reach out to her agent, and I'm like, I have this song. I'll pay you X. Do a video with it. So she agrees. She makes a 15 seconds video with my song. I'm now on the billboard. That's how it works now. So this influencer creates hits. That's how it works now. These, these top 10, top five Instagrammers, TikToker, um, you know, they, they, they decide like what's the next big song is going to be for, uh, you know, that the Lil Nash X, Old Town Rollins. That was discovered on Twitter and answering all these things, TikTok. Uh, it wasn't, you know, the normal, hey, Let's put a song on the radio, you know, and we have a new guy. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's, it's, a, it's how the system works now. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out where it is. I did not delete it from my phone, but, uh, it's, it's going to get canned soon, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but so why is it in the news now? Uh, well, there's it's a gone, war. It's gotten political. Yeah. So, so TikTok became a pawn in the, uh, China, USA war. Yeah, what do you what do you think about that? Um, there's multiple layer to that. See, I think it's, I think it's dumb. I the China dumb. USA war. I, well, I mean, I think I think that's dumb too. But I think the TikTok thing is is dumb. I think. Oh well, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, think, mean, I, I think Trump knows that TikTok has whatever symbolic meaning it does. It's an easy target to pick on, and it's his way of a, sort of 
by um, sort of a backhanded attack at, at China in a way that can appeal to the masses. I think it's stupid. He he's in an election soon, and yeah. his war, his attack on China is one of the only thing that seems to be working with the public. Uh, he's getting positive feedback from there. I I mean, the way okay, calling out China is the right move. The way he goes about it, totally different. Uh, you know, blasting people on on Twitter and whatever, but. China had to be called out. Uh, they, they, they haven't been a great wall citizen, if you can use that term. Okay. Uh, they still tech property. But his uh, his whole thing was, I mean, sure there's that, but I mean, the big thing was like on trade. Trade. And then manipulating tech, the currency. Space. Uh China had a, a 2025 plan, which... Uh, was supposed to make China like the king of the world, and they, they mm-hmm. have very, very imperialistic ambitions. Uh, I mean, the, my, here's what I would do. I mean, I, you know, they're both playing games here, and, and TikTok is, is a pawn in it. It's hard to know what uh, they're saying. It's a data problem. Okay, fine. If you use that idea, this trend. But all the apps, all the apps collect so much data on you, mm-hmm. right? They, 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 they have access to everything, your phone, your OS, what you do, where do you go, your, your keystroke uh, uh, pattern, rhythm, your, your clip and board, the uh, clip and paste board. They have access to all that. So yeah. you agree to that when you download the app and you click, I accept. You, so there's, well, there, there's, there's some, there's some uh, legalities on whether you're actually you know, agreeing to that or not. Some people would make a different argument to you. I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure. Uh, so you're ju- you're just walking on on on. So TikTok is actually you could make an argument that they're more transparent than all the other apps because they got, you know, the guns pointing at them. Yeah. And the guy running it is a former CEO, uh, sorry, Disney executive. He's the CEO of TikTok now. And he's saying, man, we're so much more transparent than all the other guys. And it's an issue. I mean, if you dig into it, they are issues. They're not perfect. I'm not saying they are. They, they're not perfect. The main, the main question here is, can you weaponize the data and use it against a nation? What if China turns around and says, uh, hey, we need data. You know, we need this. Because they have a, a whole intelligence machine working. Yeah. So the main question is, could the Chinese government compel TikTok? To hand over data and what would they do with it and then you know now you follow the the, the, the train of thought well they, they're they are censoring content on TikTok, right anything that's bad for china they censor it anything that's uh tibet related or, or the tiananmen yeah. massacre they, they are that's censoring almost it. disappeared from that from the mainland yeah. right and the uh we have to use the data to influence election. We have seen that, right, with Facebook. Uh, what they're using data to change the public court, to change public opinion. So there's many layers to this. Uh, but yeah, the whole TikTok thing sounds ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Microsoft has the cash to buy it. Uh, I, I don't know. They're mostly business to business. I know they have consumer, you know, like the Xbox. 
but they guess they want to mine the data and monetize it. Yeah, I mean, what do you th- what do you think about um, reels, Instagram reels? So I again, I just found out about that lately. Uh, well, it's, it's pretty new. It is. It is. It's their clone. It's your TikTok clone. Except the difference is you have a significantly um, wider platform. You mean people? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, well, the platform, uh, right? Because you have Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram. Yeah. Um, and Instagram yeah. Reels. Now you're you're tapping into all of Instagram. So it's a very very Facebook move to copy somebody else thing that works uh facebook well, copy, it's, it's uh, copying something else that works and then putting yeah. an entire plot a scalable platform yeah. to it i don't know a lot about uh real from what i read it see, sucks from what really? i really see what from what i've read it's better really well maybe go but i i i i guys i'm i'm an idiot when it comes to this so don't 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 yeah. take me as the authority on what's better if tiktok or reels is better because i'm i'm a dumbass when 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 it comes to understanding this stuff, but no, I, I do I, think though, I do think if you just look at Facebook's track record, they have yeah. a pretty good track record and doing things better than other people and then being able to scale it with their platform. Like if I was, if I was TikTok, I would be worried about reels. Maybe. Uh, maybe yeah. If, if they do it right and it, it I mean, think, think about it, think about it. you have you're an influencer, right? You're just an example, right? You're an influencer, and I'm gonna sell you. You know, I'm talking about some song or I'm talking about yeah. some product, right? And I have my little 15 second clip, and now a little thing in the upper right hand corner comes up for like the um, the Instagram marketplace where I can just click and buy something. Yep. Right. You can so you yeah. can start to see. Or how many of your friends also like, you know, this thing? Um, I don't know if it was you I was talking about talking about this too, or, or someone else on the show. But the only ads that I've ever actually bought something online from, I've pur- I've made maybe two or three purchases from Instagram from an ad that I saw. That's how good they are at targeting. They're very good. Like they literally, there'll be good. something that shows up, and I'm like, I didn't even know that I needed that, but now that I see it, I need that. I, yeah. Which I don't do ever, and I've done that two or three times on Instagram. So, could you imagine someone doing something like that on on Reels, and the Reels uh, video gets targeted to you, and now it's oh, this is cool, and you're it's a different way of marketing. I, I could see that being the future. I mean, you know, you know, Facebook or, t- or TikTok or just isn't as sophisticated with that, at least to my knowledge. They. So let's say you have a daily billion user on each app. The, of course, Instagram is going to throw everything they got. It's a growth platform yeah. of Facebook. Uh, what I'm afraid of is that Facebook. I mean, I go to Facebook, you know, occasionally, and it's so cluttered. It's just what happened. What they do. But that's but, Facebook. That's not. That's not all of Facebook. The, yeah, but right. But your influence is now. You see on Instagram now they're adding and adding and adding and adding. And it's like give it another year or two, and, and, and you, know, you want a story, you want this, you want that. You know, it's like see, I li- uh, I like Instagram. I I get value from Instagram. That that I that I do I, use. I, I, I where I where at the beginning actually I thought Instagram was stupid. I remember when Instagram came out even before they owned Facebook, and I'm like, why would I use a thing where you just post photos? That's stupid. That's dumb. It took me a while. It takes me a while to figure out these things too. 
uh, it takes me a well, while. But also, sometimes there accounts. isn't there isn't huh? really a reason at the beginning to use it, right? Like when the when the you could say there's this evolution of platforms, right? So yeah, you know, look at um or like YouTube, right? As you said, like at the beginning, it was like cat videos and stuff, right? So like I used it for like maybe a few seconds of entertainment, but I wasn't using it the way mm-hmm. that I do now because the, there's different content. I listened. I listened to there are videos that I listen to and in interviews and. Um, stuff that is on YouTube that I find very valuable. I do find, for instance, on um, uh, what's another platform? I mean, right? I mean, here's another one, right? MySpace, no one uses it anymore, so there's no need to be on that platform, right? Like yeah. you and I. Effect is important. It's. I mean, it's ever. It's everything. It is, it and is. it impacts the way that you're going to use those particular platforms. So Twitter is a great example, right? Like I. Even like two years ago, I, I remember being like, why, why would I use Twitter? And I remember when it first came out, I thought it was the dumbest thing. And I still think most, most of Twitter is pretty stupid. Um, it's people, it's, it's very toxic. I mean, it's extremely, it's extremely toxic. Vicious. Um, and, but for instance, I find when it comes to the fin, we were, I was just talking about this with, uh, I had Shana Sissel on the show, uh, who is the C- CIO of, um, a spotlight and, and she was saying, you know, like she found her job through the FinTwit community and, you know, I found her to come on to the show through the FinTwit community. And if it wasn't for FinTwit, I would not really use Twitter. I mean I, I might have an account and look it on an occasion. But I yeah. get a lot of valuable information and I share a lot of at least what I think is value to other people, um, through that financial Twitter community. Um where it's not nearly as toxic. Um and actually it's kind of awesome. Uh, as compared to some, you know, other, uh, you know, people just attacking Donald Trump and, and going back and forth and it's vicious. So, but a few years ago before the community came out, right, that wasn't there. Um, yeah. So I didn't have as much reason to use Twitter. So, th- so the platform evolution starts attracting different kinds of people. So I don't, I don't use reels right now, but who's to say I'll listen to this interview in a few years and we'll be like, Oh, we all use reels. That's, you know, just the way we talk about Instagram. Yeah. I, I will make a point that oh, go ahead. TikTok brings joy and Instagram causes depression. Uh, Instagram, you go to 300 pictures of people singing that their life is better. And then you turn out the phone, you're like, oh my God, my life's shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok might be the first platform where it's all joy. It's just music and dancing. Yeah. And- yeah. And you know, stupid videos. It's it's maybe when you close the app, you're like, eh, that's fun. But yeah, I mean, it's not it's not just Instagram. It's just this whole social media thing. I mean, it's, it's really it's a twit of the internet. It's brutal. It's well, you know, Instagram had talked about getting rid of uh, the likes, the like button. Oh yeah, but they I don't, did that? I don't, no, they, well, they that. they said they were going to do that. It never never happened. Is is that like the whole addictive feature? Right. Well, well they, but back? what they said was that it. Um, I I think the there have been a lot of studies actually on showing how like people get depressed like looking at the stuff <laughs> because they 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 it you know you you end up thinking yeah. you're in this like distorted reality that you think yeah. everyone's but, life is better than yours because yeah. most people just quite frankly aren't being like wow I feel like shit today wow. 
my I feel like my life sucks today. Like people aren't really posting about that as much as blah 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 hashtag blessed hashtag grateful. You know. <laughs> and here's me on the beach with makeup on and Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I have my 900 likes, and then I feel like, oh, I got three likes on my photo, so clearly I'm inferior. You know, people people actually have that psyche. Um, so they were trying to remove some of that. But as you yeah. said, I mean, that's a lot of the addictive feature of the influencers wanting their 10,000, you know, people liking their photos and stuff like that. So I maybe that's why it just didn't happen. They were like, well, that doesn't seem like a good financial um proposition so we're gonna scrap that yeah there's I, so much brian there's so much go i'm sorry go ahead go ahead i don't want to interrupt you well it's just, it's just I, I want people to catch on to like yeah it's all bs i, I wonder like, no they, they, they are I and mean, look i like just how we're having this conversation right now we're not yeah. the only people in the world having this conversation there is a book i don't remember the name of the book and it's a sort of a look under the hood on why social media is so addictive and how they how they get you to be addicted to it and like the dopamine hits that happen. So I think at some point there's going to be more ethical grounds. And as this stuff starts getting studied more and we start seeing how this is influencing our psychology, um, I would imagine there's going to be some kind of ethical framework that comes. I think it's, we're in the very, very, very early stages of that happening. People are talking about it. And, you know, I, and I, and especially if, if, if it becomes more and more well-known uh, and now you're a company that looks at, hey, we're going to intentionally uh, hurt your own psychology, I, I don't think long-term that's beneficial, um, both from a, just a, you know, a humanitarian standpoint, but also as a reputational standpoint from a company. If, if, if you now have the reputation of you're fucking with people's psychology, I, I think you'd lose people. Well, for sure. I think Over that's time. the heat on Facebook, right? The, the heat yeah. is, look, at first, you know, okay, we get targeted ads, right? We get targeted ads. That's fine. You get so much information. You know what I want. You know what I like. You know me better than I myself. Yeah. And then I think where you lose people is when they feel you manipulate them. You have my data, but now you're manipulating me into clicking or clickbait and, and into buying and into content. Like, you know, let's say I'm a... Uh, I'm a Greenpeace guy, right? Let's mm-hmm. say I, I love the environment. And all, you, you, Facebook knows that. And all you're throwing at me is, is people that love pipelines and oil, right? And not, now I have to like go write some comment. Ah, I hate you. And they're like, nah, you're, you're a tree hugger. And, and now, now I'm engaged. <laughs> and and now it's just this back and forth. And, and they kind of want that, right? They want you to engage. No, they do that. They, 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 that was a whole thing of how there would be these internal conflicts that as long as it kept people engaged, then that was good for the platform. And if yeah, you know, you hear stories in the, the Facebook culture of, you know, s- some developer saying, Hey, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. This is going to, you know, harm people. Well, it's increasing engagement. So we're going to ignore that. So that's starting to come out. Some of, yeah. some of those tensions. Yeah. Well, it's it's a big debate, and and who is to say what content you put on? Like, what is good content? What is bad content? Who decides? Who decides that? Right. I, I, I guess I guess the you know what I mean. Right. It's like if me and you were putting out content, that's great. But I think when you're when you're being manipulated, you know, with data algorithms, and you don't really understand to the extent that your psychology is being fucked with. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the fact that you can take data to to literally impact 
your dopamine hits looking at things. I mean, it's kind of fucked when you think about it. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, with billions of dollars, these companies can actually figure out what's going to give you that same addiction to get the next dopamine hit and the next dopamine hit and the next dopamine hit. And as human beings, we're, we're all fallible to that. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see like, the next couple of years where, where this is going because people, people are waking up to this, you know, yeah. they've, got, they, they've seen what happened in 2016. Okay. And then what, the, what it does to themselves, we see on Instagram, um, People's behavior, yeah. Because because big big data in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with it. Actually, I think I think big data is a really wonderful thing on the surface, right? I mean, the fact that we can understand and learn so much about ourselves through the use of data, you can use it for a lot of good too. I mean, there's even there's uh there was a book I read that was it was all about um how Google searches are being able to help understand how um understand humanity you know in a different way and we, we can find these pat like so for instance right you can now detect um pancreatic cancer risk through google searches that there are certain oh. things people search for where if they search for these specific things they're at a higher risk of pancreatic cancer like it's unbelievable that you can you can actually now uh for flu season you can track flu um, better than the government yeah. than a government can track flu through Google searches because of what people are searching for symptoms. I read something like that uh, recently about yeah. uh, the whole COVID thing and the Google searches, and they had uh, the whole the, the tables and the numbers, and they were saying, you know, you could see that thing coming, like what people searched before, during, and after, and they show like the, the the curves and yeah, and they were using this as. Oh yeah, the whole article is. Uh, I think it was in the Economist. Um, it was. It was. Uh, to, to, it, it's better. It's like a new gauge for measuring the economy, instead of GDP, which is, you know, you have to go back like three months. Yeah. And revise the whole. You get thing. a more real time look at things. That's right. So so they're just getting. You know, you're putting your finger on the pulse. So it's like, all right, this is what's going on right now. Uh, you know, with the uh, traveling and, and food and restaurant search and and, and toilet paper and uh, you know they know they know on real time what's up and and when you take all these indicators, you can form you can form a picture of like this is what's going on right now. Yeah, uh, or, or or you know to track people's feelings and all these things, but yeah, there there is a topic there that you can take. Uh, but uh, and let me ask you a question. So mm-hmm. we start with TikTok. Who's gonna bet? Who do you think is gonna buy TikTok, or is it gonna get shut down? So A, Microsoft. B, Twitter. C, Oracle. D, uh, it, it gets it gets banned. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna get banned. I have a hard time seeing that. Uh, so I'll say I don't think it's gonna get banned, but I can't tell you what I. I, I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, no. Well, Microsoft has the cash. They do. Doesn't. But they have good partners with money. And it was the only Oracle. I, I don't know what Oracle is doing in there. They're not a consumer business. Yeah, I was gonna say why would Oracle? It seems like a weird fit. So that came out in the news uh, yesterday or today uh, that they are having discussion. It came out in the Financial Times, and uh, not to dig into it, Larry Ellison is a Trump supporter, and uh, he uh, had fundraiser for Trump, 
And then Trump was like, yeah, he should do it. I'm supporting Oracle. He was saying, like, they would ask him, and he's like, Larry Ellison, you know, terrific guy. He's the best, and he should buy uh, – I'm backing him to buy uh, – I don't know. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I, okay. I'm going to say I don't think it's going to be Oracle. It's a weird it's, a, it's just a weird I don't know. It's just yeah. a weird fit. Uh I I I don't know. They would have to uh, they don't they have some debt. It's a good company. Oracle's a great company, but I, I don't know how that fits. I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not that that much of an expert. Uh So I guess I'm putting my money on Microsoft. Uh, you know, so you're gonna you're gonna take the sort of mainstream bet with the guy. I feel like that's the mainstream consensus is Microsoft is the uh, the natural bidder for that. I think the I mean you say a fit. I don't know if it's a good fit, but look, Microsoft product does not make people depressed. <laughs> Maybe Excel. But, I was uh, gonna say, have you have you used <laughs> any of the Office suites? <laughs> 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 have yeah. you seen the blue screen of death with Windows before? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know they bought Lincoln, remember that they bought Lincoln. Now it's a different animal, but uh, hold on, Lincoln. did you ever use a Zune? The Microsoft Zune, which was like the oh, precursor yeah, to the iPod. Yeah. Look, this, this is the Balmer era. Yeah, that that's that all made me very yeah. depressed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. They, Windows they Media this. Player. Ooh, Do you remember how yeah. horrible that thing was? Windows Eight. This is before Windows 8. Yeah. No, Windows 8 was terrible. I've never uh, used Windows 8. I, yeah. I stopped using Windows. At, I think it was Windows X. What was it? Windows XP, then Windows 7. I stopped using uh, Windows at Windows 7. Like, I never Windows, learned how to use Windows 7. Windows 7 was good. Yeah, I never, I never used 8. it. I, like, I think I used it, like, twice in my entire life. Like, I became a Mac person in high school, and I well, just stopped. Windows Seven was just like the other ones. It's just a continuity of of no, it wasn't. You know, no, Windows Seven was the um, wasn't that when they started putting like the weird boxes like they they have today? That's that's eight. That's, that's eight. eight. Okay. Eight so came out. It looks like somebody puke on the screen, and <laughs> the uh, yeah. someone puked on the screen. Yeah, no, it was really really bad, and uh, my wife had on a computer. And I, I concerned, I'm like, oh, I know computers, and I went on, I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what they did to it. Because now, now you're, I mean, people grew up with Windows, they know how to use it. Yeah, it's I mean, there was, familiar. you know, when I first started using Windows, it was Windows 3.1. Yeah. Which, which was like, almost looked like, uh, like. Yeah, interface. Yeah, it had an interface, right? And then Windows 95 was like a really big upgrade. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, it has a, huge. there's a start menu. Huge. Yeah. And then. What was it then? Windows ninety eight. Well, there was actually Win- there was a Windows ninety seven, which I don't know what that NT. There was NT. Well, there was so there was I think it was ninety five, ninety seven, ninety eight. Then there was Windows two thousand. You remember that? The millennial one, yeah. Yeah, and that didn't that wasn't the same, but apparently it was kind of buggy. Uh, Windows NT, which I think was for like networking. Um, XP. Then there was XP, XP and yeah. XP was like the first sort of like more modern upgrade. It was good. Yeah, I mean, it was like the first because ninety five yeah. to two thousand kind of all looked the same, and then XP yeah. was the first like seemed different. And so you're saying Windows eight was the Windows seven still looked like XP? Yeah, 
Yep. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you didn't really need set. I don't know why. They just yeah, came so out. I, I, I kind of stopped. Release. I mean, yeah, it was Windows XP was the last OS I used by Microsoft before I became a Mac guy. Yeah. Uh, they skipped 9. They didn't have one. And then 10 is what I have now, which is okay. it's like they went back to Windows 7, really. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, 10 is fine. I have it. It's great. It's what I'm using all the time. Um, huh. No. And now, now they're stopped. They just, they're doing like Google and Apple. They're just updating it, you know, yeah. over the air type of thing. It's just, they're not going to, they don't sell them anymore. I mean, you have to buy 10, but once you have it, you're just happy. You're happy yeah. forever. And they're going to keep updating that. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it never crashed. I never had a problem with it. That's, that's good. They fixed that. Did they rebuild it like from, from the ground up? Do you, do you know? Cause that was always the thing with Microsoft is it was like, you'd always get like freezing and blue screens and no, not anymore. Oh, that's, that's that's, good. oh okay. Yeah, never, it's stable. It works fine. It's fast. Uh, yeah. I've been, I've been so out of that world for so long. They've been trying to include the, their own AI, like speech recognition thing, which is a total fail. I think they removed it. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, I never used it. It's weird when you don't use like a pushing on you. Okay. Yeah. It's weird when you use a tech, when you like haven't used the technology for so long and then you come back, you know, I got a, I got a new car last year. I got a, um, a super Forester sport. It's 2019. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I had not gotten a new car in like 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, I had an Acura TSX before that. And I go into this car and the guy's like, yeah, you can test drive it. You know, he kind of like was very hands off with me. He's like, yeah, you can just take it out for, for a drive. I'll be inside. You can do it. You want, I get it in the car. I can't figure out how to fucking turn on the thing. Like there's like the button, but I don't realize you have to press the brake pedal while I'm pressing the button. Yeah. I've never, yeah. I've never actually had used one before. Yeah. And I walk <laughs> back inside. I'm like, I don't know how to turn on the car. <laughs> Which is just yeah. it's funny because that's how every car is now. Um, yeah, they, they don't have hadn't, But you know, I hadn't been in, a, in the car market in that long, and so why would I know? Yeah. Yeah. Where since since you went shopping, what do you think of Carvana and these similar, you know, buy over the counter, buy online? Because uh, because the million year olds and Jason wants nothing to do with the traditional. Yeah. Buying. I mean, so the way I mean, I'm a I mean, freak and I didn't do it. I, I used the church. So what I did, I'll, so I'll tell you what I did first. I took a spreadsheet and I called about 50 different places all in like a 20 mile vicinity. And I found out maybe like the 10 cheapest places for the car I wanted. And then I literally what I would do, I would went, I, I went into the, you know, my local dealership. And the goal was still to get it locally. So I go to my local dealer and I said, you know, there's another place, you know, 10 miles down the road and they're going to offer this price to me. And he goes, okay, let me yeah. talk to my boss. He comes back, gives me a lower price. So then of course I go, excuse me one second. I call, you know, four or five other places and I say, this is my current rate. You know, I'd really, really like to um, be able to work with you. And I would just tell every single car dealer, I'd rather work with you guys. Uh, what can you do for me? And then they'll throw in a bunch of stuff. So I'm doing this for a few hours at this point. It was a several hour negotiation. Now you're having fun. You just want to see. Yeah, but uh, I will tell you. How low can the, you go? <laughs> the, the, guy, the, the guy told me after, 
that he ended up making $50 on the entire deal. And uh, I had a friend who worked at the Subaru dealership and I asked her about it. I was like, so I got a Forester for this price. And she's like, she's like, Eric, I've, I've, I've worked at Subaru for like several years. I've never seen a Forester go for that price before. That's like, you probably got it like, like to a point where no one's getting it. So that was my process, but I did look at Carvana and I, I did look at a few of these other like online things. I mean, I think they're pretty good in general. I mean, for the average person, you, you could still get a, a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. And if, if anything, it was really nice to kind of get an unfiltered view of what the used car market was like. Um, it gave me a little sense of, you know, what I... I mean, that's actually why I decided to get a new Forester because I was looking at like some 2018s, 2017s, where there's an old, it's an older body. The 2019, there was a big upgrade to the Forester, and it was all it was it was only a few thousand dollars more because the Foresters held up in price. So I could actually see in real time how cars were depreciating, and you get past all like the bureaucratic bullshit and like just like the corporate, you know, well this is a, this is going to hold up in price, and but I, I yeah. think it creates a lot more transparency. So I think generally it's a good thing. I think that's probably the future is is more online stuff. Real real time markets. Yeah, and and I don't know. What are your thoughts about it? Uh, when no, you're right. And in, 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 uh, there's a lot more transparency. Uh, I I see it because in business valuation, we have to work with these things, and um, car dealerships now don't make a lot of money on the car itself. The car, the commodity, because like you said, you go online, you can shop. Compare. Which is why, by the way, that you know, little little pro tip. This is why. I would say I'd really like to buy it from you. And then yeah. with my, but then with my local dealership, see, I already knew my local dealership. I would get it the cheapest from them because they knew I lived local. And if they know you live local, they know you are more likely to go in for repairs at their shop, which is well, where the money the is. That's the thing, right? So, so I always tell people, if you want to buy a car, try to do it local, get price comparisons, and let them know that you live close and let them know that you'd like them to be the place that you get service because they're going to be yeah. so much more significantly um, motivated to match any, you know, if they can match, match you at a place that's 50 miles away and then throw in a, you know, $500 worth of shit, mm-hmm. they're willing to do that. So what? They don't make any money from that, but then you have a customer for life where you do repairs and maintenance. It's the razor model, right? We'll give yeah. you the razor, and you're stuck. It's, exa- in the it's exactly what it is, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the come on. I mean, it used to be back in the days you make money off the car. Now you don't, or barely any. Yeah. Uh, but now they're trying to keep a customer. You're gonna go in for service. Uh, you're gonna need financing. They make money off the financing. Oh, you're gonna need insurance. Uh, maybe to make off that. So the financial side of it, uh, they get a cut. Uh, do you know warranty? Oh, another cut. Uh, and do you need uh, uh, where'd they get you? They get you the finance, the warranty. You know what's a big scam uh, too that they can get you into? Is they'll offer you these like added services, and I, I think it's scammy because you know if you know yeah. anything about cars, you can like for instance they wanted to offer me this like spill proof protection for the back seats for like seven hundred dollars. Which, which you know, I know you say that, but think about it, right? It's like everyone has spilled something on their seat, especially with kids or whatever. So it might be like, oh, well, that's going to save me from having to do like, you know, a $200 like deep clean several times, whatever. But like you can get that shit pretty cheaply, you know, if you just get it done yourself. Like, 
Yeah, and, you, and those warranties, even part. even those warranties are kind of bullshit most of the time too. Like they sound really good, and then they don't include a bunch of stuff. I mean, I looked at the I looked at the warranties they gave me, and it you know at first it sounds good, but then you read the fine print, and it was like okay, that's not really worth my time to do. Here's the thing: warranties. A lot of people don't. You can negotiate them. They're negotiable. Yeah, it, it's not a flat fee. And, but they're expensive because I. They're I really. I mean, they're really, really expensive. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think they are worth it most of the time, to be honest. Well, it's kind of funny because if they say you need it. Well, of course they say. Saying, of course they're gonna say you need you know, it because it's, it's it's free money. Well, for them. Aren't you saying, yeah, your truck's gonna run into issues, your car's gonna run into issues? Aren't you know? It's like. It's like when you go. To, it's like when you go to Best Buy and yeah. you buy like a microwave, and they want to, you know. Give you like a or not a microwave like that you buy a <laughs> buy a microwave at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, when I go buy my microwave at Best Buy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I and mean, you buy a printer. When you buy a printer and then they want to charge you another fifty dollars for like a warrant. It's like I I don't need a fucking warranty on my printer. Yeah, you know. So every every those warranty things are so scammy. Hey, it's a hundred percent profit margin. Yeah. Well, you know the cell phone warranties. You know, do you know how they make money on those? Or at least they used to. So this is before Apple Care and all this stuff. You know, like Verizon would charge you like and I, I think month, they probably right, still do right. it where it's like they'll Well, per month, right? Yeah, it would be like, you know, $10 yeah. a month, whatever. Yeah. The thing is though is that if you have an issue with your phone, they the way they make money is they cuz you know, at some point people tend to have some issue or at least they used to. I mean, at some point yeah. you would have an issue or you would break your phone, right? You would drop it whatever. Yeah. The amount of people that would not actually cash in their warranty was really, really high. Huh. Right? Like, they would just get a new phone. Yeah. So they made money on people paying for a warranty they would never actually use, even if they could use it. It was weird. Well, that's what you're trying to, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's an easy, if you get so many people paying 10 bucks a month, you know, yeah. what's, how many claims are you dealing with right it, it's i'm sure you know there's like little fine prints are like yeah nope <laughs> yep. you know it went in the water you can't do that well yeah water damage won't won't get it covered yeah but uh, yeah I, I think people you know if you look at a life cycle of a phone too what is it two three years like like maybe they go you a know, little you can go a little longer now i mean i like my iphone like i've had my iphone for probably three years it still works fine Oh yeah, yeah, they got better because yeah. they weren't. Well, no, the older older ones didn't last as long, and I mean you can't, and you also couldn't use them after a certain period. Like I can't use an iPhone four; like it just won't work. Well, there was this thing too. I I I don't have a lot of Apple products, but I used to have an iPad, where I remember. Oh, that's why I, I bought an iPad two when it came out. Okay, and I was like, wow, it's so awesome. And after a year, a year and a half, they only keep updating the iOS and and the uh, the apps that was on it. It was not like functioning. It was like it went, it aged so fast. No, it's probably not the case anymore. I'm sure they have, they live longer. But at that time, when I got the iPad two, and the the apps I was downloading, they were like, yeah, not compatible with iPad one. So. <laughs> You know, it's and right away it took maybe two years of like, yeah, there's nothing you can put on this thing. It's it's we have the new iPad, blah 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 blah. But like oh. the life cycle of the apps too, they're as soon as there's a new phone or a new iPad with better hardware, they move on to that because it's they can do so much more yeah. and you're left behind. 
you know, holding his iPad. Uh, See, I, I like I like things where they can adjust for the upgrades. Now, I know, I know, like for instance, we've we've talked about Tesla before, right? But those cars, yeah. right? Like the way Elon Musk is doing it, yeah, is he's done it to like you know he wants you to be able to have that car for a long time, and then as new technology, yeah, uh, happens, you can literally just download it into the car, and. You know, yeah. that's his, and I personally think that having that that way of doing customer service is probably better because you're not, you know, someone's willing to pay more upfront for a car if they know they can have it for 15 years. It's a very Apple way of doing things. We'll sell you the hardware and we'll take care of the uh, uh, the iOS and, and the software and everything for you, right? It's, yeah. it's I think that's what he's doing. I've said his thing is. Is that more complicated building a phone? Probably. I mean, you have to bend metal and everything. But uh, I mean, cars seem kind of complicated to build too. Yeah, he's, especially what he's doing. Yeah, he's. It's. it's I, you know, every year I, I know we had this Tesla conversation. Every yeah. year, I keep hearing about here comes the Tesla killer. Here comes the Tesla killer, all the time. The no, what? And, and here comes the, the what? The Tesla killer, right? Everybody's coming out of EV cars. Oh, so the Tesla Audi, killer, killer. The Tesla killer, right? Okay. Yeah, it's the French thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what's the, what's a Tesla killer? I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, that was a disappointment. And then, hey, Brian, you're breaking up. That'd be good. Bluefield property. <laughs> yeah. All right, a little technical glitch there. So we were talking about Elon Musk and Tesla. Well, it's funny. We just had a conversation about Microsoft, how good their products is. And yeah. We just have a major crunch. Skype is Microsoft, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. So that uh, first Microsoft crash I had in a long time. Uh, but, yeah, we're talking about uh, Elon Musk and his cars and uh, you know, and I, and I was saying it's a very Apple way. You know, I, Apple locks you in their ecosystem. Yeah, in their wool. They lock you in. Uh, Tesla is probably going the same way. And did you, like I read online that they go after people that try to tweak the cars. You know, if you try to, to tweak the, the software or anything like that, they go after you. Like they don't want you to do that. Okay. Because when you buy a car. That you can do whatever you want with it, right? But Tesla is very, very uh, protective, and they're using the uh, well. Apple, uh, you know, Apple under Steve Jobs was like that too, where you know they would even they would make it very, very difficult to modify their computers. Well, they're they're at war with I, Epic. Uh, I don't know if you read that in the news this mm-hmm. week. A uh, Fortnite, okay, you know Fortnite, yeah. So the maker of Fortnite, Epic. Games, I think it's just Epic something. They're the okay. guys behind the Unreal Engine uh, that makes you know all, all the big video games. Yep. And uh, Fortnite. And then Fortnite. Um, it's not the first time he tries to do this. They tried to bypass Apple Store, Apple Play, uh, no Google Play. Oh, I did. Apple I did hear Apple. about this. Yeah. Yeah. So they tried to bypass it. So uh, the way the way it works, I'm sure you know you're listening to this, but everything you buy on Apple, uh, well, through their phone anyway, they get a 30% cut. 
I think the only company that does not is Starbucks. That's the only one. I think it's the only company that has an exception. But Epic, Fortnite, let's just say Fortnite, is trying to get you know, like a waiver or something or to reduce the cost. And then Apple disagreed. And then they included uh, you know, like an a, a alternative payment system in their game. And then they, uh, they went to war. And then Apple kicked them out. And then Google, too. Uh, Android's a little different. They allowed had that wheel, that spinning wheel showed up. Okay. I'm like, that's not good. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah, we so we're back. Are we recording again. right now? We're recording. Oh, we're recording. Okay. Hey, Wolf. Um, <laughs> having some issues with your Skype today, huh? Yeah. So this Apple. And Speaking Epic of Microsoft Friday, reliability. Anyway. I know. <laughs> yeah, they're probably listening. They're listening to everything. So, um, yeah, fix Skype. You know, but, um, Apple and Epic, it would be interesting if Epic can dent that fight because a lot of people, a lot of companies are complaining to Apple that 30% is too much, you know. And then Apple replies, like, hey, look, we provide the device. We yeah. provide the consumer. We provide the iOS. We provide security. That's how much it costs. Yeah. So, you know, now you got this fight, you know, back and forth. And Epic tried a couple of years ago. They fold it. Now they're trying again. I guess they're bigger and stronger now. And and, and they, it, it's almost like they knew, like everything, all the steps were kind of pre-calculated because they knew that Apple was going to kick them out. So they released a video, uh, you know, from 1984, the book. And, and everybody's moved since, you know, it's like a chess game, but you know the 10 first moves. Yeah. So there was, it's almost like the lawsuit was pre-written, you know, and they're just like, release. So they have until August 31st because Apple is going to remove all their tools to, for developers and, and you know try to kill Fortnite. So right now it's who, who has the biggest uh, megaphone. But it's going to be very, very interesting if they can take a, a, a crack at that because Apple's biggest fear. Now they sell you the phone, the commodity. It's a good phone. But Apple's biggest fear uh, which I should mention just passed $2 trillion uh, cap today, uh, is what if you have a super... Damn, I went. What? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, we're, we're back. We're back. Crazy Sorry, technical well, difficulties. Okay. Just blame it on Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look, I'll just wrap this off. I was saying Apple's biggest fear was that you have an app, uh, a super app like WeChat. Yeah, it comes out, and then you get everything inside your payment and the money and all that stuff, and they, it's not controlled through them. So any dent to the system, anything that could be a threat to their ecosystem, let's say, uh, and, and could just turn Apple into another commodity phone, you know, and just download this one super app and you bypass uh, the Apple ecosystem, uh, like we have in China, uh, it's probably what they fear the most. And, uh, you know, Epic Epic is making a statement, like, they, they released uh, uh, Fortnite, and then the direct payment inside was like, do you want to pay with Apple? It was like nine ninety nine. Oh, do you want to pay with us? And it's like seven ninety nine. <laughs> you know, just, just to get the user on the bandwagon here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's to follow, you know. I'm, I'm, this, this tech war, like TikTok and Apple and Epic and all these things, I'm looking forward to see where, where it leads, you know. It'll be interesting. We'll probably play. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna play out for many years. This stuff. Yeah, and funny comment on Apple. I remember 
two years ago, they were worth a trillion. That was the first company to hit a trillion dollar market cap. Now it's two. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. I'm, I'm just, just like two years and a couple of days. And I remember like, like I'm like, how's it going to double again? Like when it hit a trillion, you're like, no way it doubles. How do you go? How do you get bigger? And then that's a true trillion. But do you think it can go from two trillion to four trillion? Like how? How? Like how does it go? How does it double again? Like, well, it's, it's, you, you look at something like Amazon, right? And you would never have been able to see what Amazon became today when they were just a bookstore. You know, another doing Prime and 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 nope. all of these other and Alexa and all these things. So, nope. you know, there's there's lots of things that Apple could do in terms of, you know, maybe an Apple Car, maybe stuff with medical devices. I mean, there's there's so many other things that could be added to the Apple uh, ecosystem over time. Um, you don't know. So yeah, sure, it could double. Well, again. These companies, the, the big four or five, right, the Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, uh, they're, they're breaking the law of nature in the sense the bigger they get, the faster they grow, which is awkward. It's, it's you know, it's a whole network thing. Uh, you know, Amazon, how much Amazon grew this year? It, it's what, 1.7 trillion? Like, it's, it's, it's how, how much longer can you keep that up? And sure, cloud is the growth of, of Microsoft and mm-hmm. Amazon and Google. Um, well, look, this was the that. this was the original dream of you know in the '90s when they said you know everything's going to get connected and the internet and there's all this growth. Yeah. I mean, this was yeah. the original dream. You know, it's just in the '90s you had a lot of companies that weren't making money and and had faulty business models, and it's taken a few decades. But it's not like Google's not sustainable. I mean, that they they really have something valuable mm-hmm. they offer, and as they get bigger, they get better data, which then creates a better um, search experience for the user, and that that say um, that's an yeah. upward cycle. So, um, not to say that there won't be new competitors that come in and new competition, but it's a it's a different game, and and it's a game we you weren't able to play, you know, twenty, thirty, or thirty, forty years ago. Absolutely. So, am I going to see you on TikTok soon? No. <laughs> Never TikToker. Well, you never, you never, you know, never say never because I also was never Instagram, and then started yeah. and then started doing Instagram like five, six years ago. So you never know. But well, here's the thing, right? Once, once the uh, I'm just gonna call myself a dinosaur here because it's just what it is in digital. Life. But once, once, like let's say I adopt it, right? Oh, I'm on TikTok yeah. now. You know, the young generation is like moving away. You know, it's like oh my god, you know my. Uncle's on it. I'm getting out. Yeah, I mean, so, if I had a reason to use TikTok, I, I don't have a reason to. I don't. I don't have an interest in seeing someone do f- a 15 second video. Like, does yeah, nothing for me. You're not a 14 year old girl. That's so. true. So I'm saying, if the if it ever adopt if it ever the platform ever changed in a way yeah. where I'd have a reason to use TikTok, then sure I'd be open to it. But there's nothing that it offers to me right now. Like the only, you know, occasionally there's an entertaining TikTok and I can just see someone post it on Facebook. That's how I get. The only TikToks I watch are on Facebook. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Or do on you know YouTube what, or a, something, you know. A feeling I got when, when I check out TikTok last week, I'm like, that's that? the new MTV. Remember MTV? Like, of course I when I was MTV. young, MTV was like, there's nothing more cool. I used, to watch TR, I used to watch TRL with Carson Daly after school every single day. Anything that was cool, it went through MTV. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they had so much influence. It was the, the hottest thing ever. 
And maybe TikTok is that because my parents did not watch MTV, but they're probably like, what the hell are they watching all the time? And they're like, oh, that's MTV. I, I, I get it, but it's not for me. Yeah. TikTok scanned at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, uh, it's funny, but, you know, it's not for me. But I, I see, like, I, I can see that the, the whole thing, I, I get it. I, 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 mean, I, I, get I, it. I can get it from that angle, sure. You know, yeah. it's just, Whatever happened in TV is disaster. But yeah. uh, by the way, to be re- just be responsible for the time. I know you you have uh, yeah, some other I, obligations. I, I, they're upstairs. So let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. But it was a good just good discussion, like always, and it's it's interesting to see uh, you know where yeah. things are gonna <laughs> develop and play out here. For sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll right, do a podcast we'll, on TikTok one day. Yeah, and Brian, if 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 anyone wants to just just uh, plug yourself, you know. Uh, you have a blog. Oh, yeah, okay. If people want to contact you, what's the best way to, yeah, right. to reach you? Uh, you can find me brianlangus dot com. If you type in Brian Langus in Google, uh, it's it's I'm there. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, I think it's absolute underscore Brian. I'm never sure. I think that's that what it is. What else? I'll that's put it, it all in the show notes for you. Yeah, um, I'm easy to find. Cool. All right, man. Well, have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. You Thank got you it, man. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast with Eric Schlein. If you'd like to connect with Eric for questions, comments, feedback, ideas, or to inquire about being on the show, please contact Eric at intelligentinvesting at gmail.com. So, in the words of Charlie Munger, I have nothing to add.